Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Ventura, and I'm joined in the studio by Tricia Kasson and Joel Yarmish. We're going to go ahead and start with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Mm-hmm. Lord Jesus Christ, be present now, and let your Holy Spirit bow. All hearts and love and truth today to hear your words and keep your way. Heavenly Father, as we gather together to encounter you in this time, help us by your grace to be attentive to your will. And we ask this all through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. It's good to be back here. Yes. I'm, I'm really excited. It's I don't know about so you guys. It's so great to be here with you today, Joel and Father. Are you? Are you sure about that? I am so happy to be here. Um, so today okay. we are going to talk about a day in the life of a parish priest. And mm-hmm. to kind of introduce this radio show, I want to talk about two childhood memories I have from elementary school, oh whom both of these men were there. Um, <laughs> the first one is actually neither of them have anything to do with you. Okay, great. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of worried this was going to be like, a, this is what you get to know about uh, Father Ventura yeah. and Joel Yarmish. <laughs> a tell-all episode. <laughs> no, um, my first memory is that I, until probably maybe fourth grade, third grade, like had this idea that my teachers just lived at the school. That's funny. Do you, you know what I mean? I remember being so fascinated by what Sister Nadine would eat for lunch in first grade. Because really? in my mind, like their whole being was to serve me. Or I already knew what she ate because like, I always spent recess inside. Their whole lives were to be my teacher, right? Mm-hmm. I think when I found out that like some of my teachers were married and had kids, I was almost a little scandalized. Like, wait, like, your world doesn't revolve around me. You know, you um, have a life outside of being my teacher. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes as Catholics, we can have that same, um, it's different, you know, it's a different relationship. But this idea that, like, a priest doesn't really have a life. He's like, a, uh, his whole life is to be our parish priest, right? Mm. He doesn't have a personality behind his homilies. He doesn't have interest other than mass. Yeah, um, you lose the humanity of the person because the Father Nick, uh, I mm-hmm. know from personal experience, you were not a priest your entire life. And I was so not. An entire yeah. other part of this of your story that uh, I don't know that kind of like I don't. Well, know you knew me before I was a priest. Yeah, I somewhat might be... remains a mystery to our listeners. However, okay. we have known him, so we know that Father Nick is. A very normal guy. Yeah, I'm, um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say. I'm not like, paying. I am not paying them. I just got to say that I don't have like a twenty dollar bill. I'm handing to them. No, he has strengths and weaknesses and annoyances <laughs> and. No. Um, but we're so yeah. I'm so excited. The other childhood memory that I just had to share is that when I was in elementary school, instead of playing tag at recess or house, I would play Oprah Winfrey. I don't know if I ever interviewed you. <laughs> Actually, I do remember park, that. Yeah. But I would I had a show and I would interview my classmates and I thought it was so fun and I just feel like this is a like a dream right now, like a fulfillment of my dream. You get your own radio program, it's going <laughs> to be And I get to interview one of my classmates. Should I be and... checking under my seat that I want a car? Is that <laughs> I don't... So just <laughs> yeah, this is such an exciting day for me, right? It's like a real life Oprah Winfrey show, but not really. No, Anyways. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh father, yeah, we just have questions for you maybe about your daily life you know in today in today's time there's a lot of priests under microscopes right now and um it's i think it's a vulnerable position right now to be a priest and more Mm -hmm. than ever we hear encouragement to pray for our priests and more than ever we need to pray for our priests and so i just think this shows a great idea so to kind of show the listeners and 
Joel and I also can learn um, why priests do need prayers and what it actually means to be a priest other than say mass for us and hear our confessions and be okay. there when we need you the most. Well, I'll try to answer them as best as I can. Uh, I don't now just as a disclosure, I don't know these questions beforehand, so I have no Which idea more fun. <laughs> uh, what they're going to ask. So if I seem like, uh, um, what? It's because I have no idea what they're about to say. So this is kind of exciting. All right. Well, so let's. I, I want to start off. So yeah. it's, okay. It's been it's been a while. So why don't you update everyone as to your current standing? Where are you? Uh, what parishes do you serve? What is your official title and role? Uh, okay. Rank, rank, if you will. So at this time, I am currently at the southern end of the diocese. I am in the Scioto Jackson Catholic Consortium. I am under a pastor, Father Yoakum, and we have six parishes and three schools. And uh, I kind of am living in Jackson and Wellston right now. Kind of, we have two two uh, parishes there and a school, so it's kind of very exciting. It's um. You know, I get to be pastor with the training wheels on. I have someone I respond uh, respond to, and uh, but I'm kind of the boots on the ground. Uh, I, one of the I jokingly say I'm franchise manager at the moment, just you know, kind of making sure things are running smoothly. Um, as of this time, I've been ordained three years. I'm very happy to be a priest, and you know, just excited to be here and. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's, is that a good kind of update of where I'm at? Um, I'm parochial vicar. I guess that you asked me about what title I yeah. need to have. Um, so I guess that's kind of my update at the moment. Uh, my parishes are to list them um, in no particular order, so I'm not showing favorites. Um, <laughs> it's Holy Redeemer, St. Mary's, St. Peter in Chains, and St. Monica in in Portsmouth, New Boston, and Wheelersburg. And then the two parishes I primarily work at in uh, Jackson, Holy Trinity, and Jackson. And then in Wellston, Saints Peter and Paul. And that's also where the school is. So it's uh, very exciting. That's so funny. I didn't know that you were at a St. Peter in Chains. There is a St. Peter in Chains. Um, I'm not there as often as I'd like to be, but that's just kind of the nature of six parishes and three schools, which is kind of uh, fascinating so to say that. Six parishes and three schools and how many priests? Three priests. Three priests. So it's the pastor, Father Yoakum, um, Father Joe Yoakum, uh, another parochial vicar, Father Chris Tuttle, and then myself, um, Father Nick Ventura. But I didn't think I needed to repeat that, but I just kind of was going on a train of thought. <laughs> so uh, uh, how many masses do you do every weekend? Do you personally I, do? I personally do about three masses a weekend. Um, there's a, a Saturday evening mass and then two masses. Um, but we try to split it evenly between the two parishes as best as we can at the very least. And, um, you know, daily mass schedules kind of spread throughout the week, uh, kind of have two masses at each during the week. And uh, that's kind of the split load at the very moment. Father, what time do you wake up in the morning? And is it the same time every day? Well, it really depends what I have going on. Generally, I try to be up and awake at 6 a.m. Um, I am not a people person, believe it or not. I don't like... <laughs> How are you a priest? I, I believe it. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, am, I love God. people, but it's just the first thing in the morning. I am not a morning person, which also kind of increases my, you know, not wanting to see someone first thing in the morning. So I need at least two hours before I see the first human being. When I wake up in the morning, it's usually a cup of coffee and sitting and reading. Do you have to make your own breakfast? I do have to make my own breakfast. Do you have to buy your own groceries? Um, right now I do, yes. So you go grocery shopping like anybody else? I can. And in fact, um, 
Now, the thing is, it's my one of my least favorite activities huh. uh, is grocery shopping because, you know, and, and I know people mean well, they always ask, Father, what are you doing here? And I go, well, I'm a human being and I need sustenance and I need to shop. But they probably that much well, like I didn't realize I know, my teachers I know, had I know. to eat. And I need to get over my bad self and just, you know, not be so uptight about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I now generally I don't make breakfast in the morning. I just drink coffee because... I'm just groggy and tired. And, I, and like the night before, I'm like, I'm going to make get up and make eggs. And I get up and I'm like, all I can do is push the button to make coffee. And so you have to make all your own meals. You cook your own dinners generally or I go out to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, right now I'm a lovely uh, meal service delivery. I'm not going to name them so as not to give them free advertising. But yeah, I have a no, no free ads, uh, no free ads. So you can pay me four hundred dollars a month if you want to be advertised here. No, don't do that. Don't actually do that. Please uh, give to your church. Um, but I. Uh, I have a you know one of those fresh meal things delivered, and I mm. try to cook. It's one of the things I like to enjoy doing. But I've discovered that sometimes the food piles up because I just don't have time to cook mm-hmm. from as much as oh, I'd like to. Because there's only because you don't live with the other priests. No, in I do not. I live by myself oh, okay. currently. Okay. Yeah. So well, uh, you are listening to a live from more on AM eight twenty. My name is Trisha Cass, and I'm joined in the studio with Jewel Yarmish and Father Nick Ventura. You can hear us Thursdays at noon or Sundays at three, or online and on demand at SaintGabrielRadio.com. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are excited to interview uh, Father Nick Ventura, who Jewel and I have known for—I mean, I've known him for twenty-five years now, and I'm twenty-nine. Mm-hmm. How long? Uh, how long have you known him for? Twenty-ish. Yeah, twenty-ish. Yes, sixth grade. Uh, I think, yeah. So we're so excited to interview him. Yeah. So you can all get to know the life of a parish priest and what or it means. Or at least means. one parish priest. One parish priest. And that's another point we can talk about, um, that no priest ministry looks the same, or does it? Uh, generally, I mean, when you get a parish priest, you know, you see some qualities, you know, ministering to the people, saying the sac- um, you know, saying mass, administering the sacraments, and loving the people. I mean, you'll see those hallmarks, but how they particularly you know, express themselves. So, you know, for example, some priests are very, very skilled at, you know, um, you know, counseling, you know, people who really need to be counseled or, you know, some priests are really good at, you know, you know, doing hospital visits. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, you know, other priests don't do those things, but, you know, some skills, you know, are, are different across the board or, you know, particular, or for example, not every priest does a radio program. So, so not every priest is made equal. We're all made <laughs> equal. Question, We're all made equal. With- We're all different in yeah. our skills and abilities. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Caught you there. So one of the things that you mentioned earlier that I thought was, I don't know, it just it put a light bulb above my head, was you compared yourself to like a franchise. You called yourself a franchise mm-hmm. runner, owner. And uh, we've had you over for dinner a couple times. And, and it's always fascinating when you talk about the stuff that you do for the church that just... I would have never thought that you have to do like you have to you have to keep the wheels turning mm-hmm. on the parishes on the on the school uh, on stuff like uh, stuff stuff is like people don't think about like the cemetery you had to do stuff with the cemetery so what are um, you know without naming those things that I just named what are some outside responsibilities that you have aside from just saying daily mass well one of the beautiful things about priestly ministry is that you get that you get to know a wide variety of people and you get to identify like hey this person's really good at organizing stuff something i'm not good at personally you can ask trisha i'm not good at organizing things or keeping my desk clean handwriting so, coloring and, he could never color in the <laughs> thank you trisha i still don't know if you can <laughs> i i don't color very much anymore so you're tucking his shirt in i tuck my shirt in. leave me alone <laughs> um so 
you know, associating people with ministry. So um, asking someone to manage, you know, bookkeeping. I don't actually manage the numbers or, you know, the finances of the parish. There's someone who is brought on for that. Mm-hmm. But it's, uh, you know, identifying, you know, people to keep the wheels turning. I, I kind of like how you said that. It just, you know, keep it moving because a parish isn't, you know, ran by the priest. It's maintained. Um, you know, it, it's given direction, but the parish kind of moves itself. You know, the people there are the ones that make it happen, for a lack of better terms. So, do you guys take a business class in seminary? No, we do not, actually. You don't? Um, oh. No. Um, they have seven, uh, six to eight years to cram 2,000 years of theology in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes business classes fall in the way. So now, currently, I am taking some, you know, business management courses um, to kind of help me you know, mm-hmm. work with people. I know my, uh, again, my, my strengths and weaknesses are kind of balanced out by the people I surround myself with. Um, but you know, some things I, I deal with on, you know, on an administrative basis, you know, um, making sure all the people have tasks that they need to do. If people have things like father, I have a question about this. What do you want done? Um, you know, currently we're in the middle of, uh, revamping our office situation and living situation for the priest. So, you know, just talking with contractors, uh, getting bids, um, you know, maintenance on buildings, you know, our church buildings need maintenance. You can't just think, Oh, it's going to hold itself up. You need to replace roofs. You need to, you know, make sure your boilers are working. Boilers are one of the things. If you say boiler in front of a priest, I guarantee they're going to (laughs) cringe. They're going to go, I don't want to talk about that. But you know, it's things like that, making sure everything, you know, everything is kept up for the building because you want it to last another century you know um these you, things don't do you take any like building maintenance classes and no seminary? that's why you have to trust people no housekeeping classes in mm. seminary well housekeeping is a different thing you should cooking just be classes cook- no no cooking, no cooking classes. classes no cooking you kind of interior just- design Nope, not even uh, interior it sounds design. Like Trisha's trying to revamp the electives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is how this is how you decorate. This is why we trust people. You know, you identify people who are good at these things. You know, the church is not the priest. Um, the priest is, you know, there of course, you know, to you know make the body and blood of Jesus Christ present, to be there, to be the presence of Christ in people's lives. But it's also the work of the body of Christ to do to maintain our physical structures. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, just recently, just there was a sinkhole in one of the access roads to our cemetery, and I had yeah. to, you know, get a new culvert, uh, bids for replacing the road. But this is why, you know, having a good business manager, having a good secretary, having a good, you know, good people in place who can kind of manage those things while, you know, I'm visiting the sick or, you know, taking communion to, um, you know, to the homebound or uh, even talking with people, visiting the classrooms, so that I can do priest things mm-hmm. while, you know, administrative stuff is done in the background. So on average, could you give us a ballpark of how many emails you get a day, how many phone calls you get a day? Mm-hmm. Uh, I get about 50 to 60 emails a day. Wow. Um, not necessarily all personal correspondence. They can be spam. Uh-huh. I have a spam folder, but um, personal correspondence, I even whittled that down to like 20 to 30 emails a day of just Things you need to respond to. That I either need to respond to or things that I'll need to act on. It's information I need to act on in another... To delegate in a way. In another situation. Um, and phone calls, you know, this is why it's so... One- Parish secretaries are indispensable. <laughs> um, you know, they kind of manage... They're that front line. And, you know, I'm always so grateful for every parish secretary I've ever worked with. So if you're one of my uh, 
someone I've worked with in a parish. Thank you for what you do. Or if you're wondering, what does God want me to do right now in my career? Yeah, become a parish secretary. It's great. Uh, I hate to correct you, but the preferred term is administrative assistant. uh, Yes, administrative uh, assistant. I I was thinking about that in the back of my head, but uh, thank you, Joe. I needed that correction. No problem. This is why I surround myself with you. And this might be kind (laughs) of a um, touchy question, but are there Mm -hmm. office politics in a church office like there are in any office? There can be. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we're... Two or more humans are gathered. Their five opinions will be. Um, so you know, we all we're broke. All of us are broken um, mm-hmm. in our own way, and sometimes they can manifest in different ways. But generally speaking, it's less. You know, it's not like a. We're not in this to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's getting promoted uh, to make more money in the church. Um, if anybody goes in the church to make money, they're you know, in the wrong business, uh, if that's even a term you can even appropriate appropriately use for a church. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there can be, you know, tension, mm-hmm. but it's it's easily kind of talked about, you know, getting out of the open, you know, Christian charity kind of makes things, you know, Jesus Christ makes things work really, really well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in regards to finances, Father, when you became a priest, correct me if I'm wrong, you promised the bishop poverty or to live simply so well before i talk about the three promises a priest make remember that you're listening to a live for more on saint gabriel catholic radio my name is father nick ventura and i'm joining the studio by trisha Casson and joel yarmish remember you can catch us thursdays at noon or sundays at three or online on demand at saint gabriel and right now i'm kind of being uh interviewed i suppose I mean, scrutinized scrutinized i don't know are we really scrutinizing i don't me? know i don't, I don't actually know. really know what that word means but <laughs> why are you using it <laughs> Um, so there, uh, Joel and Trisha just asked me some questions about the day in life and the priest. And Trisha just asked me about, you know, what are the promises that a priest make? Um, I make three promises, which is, um, uh, celibacy, uh, obedience and simplicity of life. Um, you know, celibacy is I'm not getting married. Obedience is pretty self-explanatory. It means I'm obedient to the bishop and, you know, uh, where he sends me, I go or what he, uh, asks I do. Um, and then simplicity of life, you know, that has some, you know, what we call prudential judgment involved. You know, you never, it, it doesn't mean I am asked to be impoverished. Um, you know, that's, and I'm not saying that's, there are, uh, you know, diocesan priests who do do that, but it's not, that's not a call for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm not living in some mansion or I'm not like living on the cream of the crop. I still have my own bills to pay. I mean, I have school loans to pay off. I have, um, you know, cell phone bills to pay. I mean, I'm still, mm. you know, I have uh, things to to pay for. There aren't like clear mm. guidelines that that the bishop well, there says are, like I mean, you cannot spend X amount of money on yourself. Or... Correct. There in, in the das- generally in the Dawson priesthood there isn't, but it's good to have a, you know, your own sort of like okay, mm-hmm. you know, do I really need this? Mm-hmm. Do I need that brand new cell phone? Mm-hmm. Generally, no. But, you know, the the best advice I ever got with that is the way you live, make sure to do it in a way that everybody you encounter is comfortable, feels like you're approachable. Mm. So it's not like, you know, it, it, that you're just, it's just, that's your life and you, you're living it up for God. Yeah. I mean, not living it up, but. Offering it <laughs> well, up. Well, you can yeah. live it up for God too, right? <laughs> I guess There's you can. There's nothing but... wrong. With, I mean, in a sense of joy, right? <laughs> so, um, uh, oh, so you go. I have a question. You sound <laughs> you like do? Yeah, I do. Uh-huh. Uh, you sound like a super busy guy. So there, are obviously, though, there are the the typical priestly duties mm-hmm. that 
people associate with priests. So someone's dying, they need to call a priest. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a super secret bat phone that only select? People I like have? calling it a bat. I really am glad you called it a bat because in my head, that's what I call it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but there is an emergency line. So if someone calls the parish after hours, usually they get the you know the voicemail. And typically in most parishes is like, if this is a sacramental emergency and it requires the presence of a priest, please push this number or hang up and dial such and such a number. Um, so right now I carry a cell phone that is, you know, that has a different number than my, say, my personal cell phone that people can call um, if they require, you know, a priest. And um, generally, you know, I always answer when I see that that number is ringing, I always answer it and figure out what they need um kind of deal um so and it actually uh funny she's my phone started ringing as soon as <laughs> yeah. i said that all our eyes but, just got really big yeah no What's he gonna but, do? What, no it, that was just my mother so hi mom uh, <laughs> so that um, sounds like an emergency to me uh nope uh, she'll ring twice if it's an emergency um <laughs> so yeah there is you know for things like that there is a a bat phone as it were it's it's kind of I kind of, I'm really happy you said that. <laughs> so as a nurse, we have to, I also have a unique job where we have to work holidays. You know, people still get sick on Sundays. People get sick on the weekends. People get mm-hmm. sick on Christmas. Uh, but I don't have to work all the holidays. You know, mm-hmm. we get to rotate. Do you have to work every holiday? Yeah. I mean, you know, there, uh, there's always mass being said, um, you know, like uh, you know, say on something like Memorial Day or Labor Day, you know, we'll have mass in the morning. And then usually since the offices are closed those days, any holiday, any federal holiday, usually the parish offices are closed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean the parish is closed. It just means the people who are paid to do different clerical duties aren't there. So usually if the office is closed, the priest will spend time with his family or in some other uh, way of recreation or rest. Um, so it's not... Uh, it's not like a work holiday. I mean, because most of the time the holidays are, you know, Christmas, Easter, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, you're still uh, involved with stuff. Um, but there's time to spend with family and, and things like that. So, so you obviously have to work weekends. Yes. Clearly <laughs> what, I work weekends. So what is your weekend? So you, well, when I work or when I get a day off? off? Is, is that when, what you're asking? Yeah. yeah. What, what, what would you consider your quote unquote non working day. So most priests you um usually have a single day off during the week where, you know, it's their Sabbath for lack of a better term, where they they do recreation. I heard a great advice from a priest friend uh, when I was in seminary saying treat your day off as an appointment, you know, to recover, you know, to, you know, just draw away a little bit and to be, you know, with the Lord in recreation or in some in some way like that. So Typically, you know, it's usually the la- like any other anybody else's weekend. It's the from my last obligation of the day before to usually the first obligation of the day after. So I get the same amount of time anybody else would get on a weekend. What do you do on your in your free time? What does a priest do on a day off? Um, uh, <laughs> sometimes I'll relax. I mean, I, I I will I will admit I do enjoy video games. Um, it's something that I grew up with, and it's one of the ways I kind of you know uh, relax. Um, I'll spend time with family or friends. Um, I might go uh, adventure somewhere, go, you know, go hiking somewhere, maybe, and generally not, but sometimes I might feel inspired to do that. Um, most of the time, visit other priest friends. Um, 
I I do enjoy the occasional uh, adult beverage. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, there's a great brewery scene in in Columbus, and I do enjoy seeing that. Sometimes some of my friends are involved in that, so I like visiting them there. Um, I spend time with my family, um, like uh, visiting my parents. I usually stay at my parents' house or or friend's house. I, I um, the best advice I ever got from priest is when it's your day away, go away. Oh. Um, it's not that you're abandoning the people, but it's just disengage. Because mm-hmm. um, if you're there, they're going to talk to you. And right. And it's not that we don't want to talk, but right. it's you, you need that time away. Um, and the, the, the best way to do that, uh, John, St. John the 23rd had a great quote whenever he'd go to bed. Lord, it's your church. I'm going to bed. Um, <laughs> so tweaking it. Lord, it's your parish. I'm taking my day off. Because really, it's the Lord who's in charge. We're just there as, you know, his messengers. Yeah, it's it's funny um, because whenever and in the bet more I've come to know priests as friends as mm-hmm. opposed to like a priest to parishioner relationship, mm-hmm. the more I realize that probably the only small talk that they ever get to make with people is they get to talk about parish life. Yep. What's going on in the parish? What, when are we getting new carpet? What about the pews? What do you think about the new pews, Father? That type of stuff. When... Um, and I know it sounds sappy. They probably just, I mean, you probably just want to talk about anything else. Like you just want to talk, talk about, about the football game, talk yes. about like, Hey, did you see that movie? You know, it, and the, the, I mean, I know I, my, my favorite topic is to talk about the Marvel movies sometimes. Just like, what do you think of that? Did you, what do you think I'm going to go with that? And I've never seen one. So that's okay. You I can't I'm, talk about that. I am not I surprised. I need to take a five. Uh, well, Joel, you shouldn't be surprised about that either. <laughs> So in the last, you know, minute or so, are any final questions? Yeah, Father, why don't you close with just telling us maybe the most surprising blessing of being a priest or your favorite thing <laughs> about the life of a priest? My favorite thing has to be, you know, administering the sacraments, mm. you know, handing on real live grace mm. to people where it's and it's not coming from me. You know, it's like being handed a treasure and then saying, oh, this doesn't belong to me. This belongs to you. You know, Mm -hmm. it's that like, wow, look what you got. That real joy of, you know, handing that on, you know, there's that, you know, it's hard to describe seeing how grace transforms people's lives Mm -hmm. or, you know, hearing back from people like, oh, you said something very impactful. And you're like, I don't remember, you know, it's not false modesty, but it's just, that was just a, you know, it just seemed the right thing to say. So, yeah, yeah. I have one more question to sneak. Sure. In. How do you decide when to take your uniform off and where to, when to wear regular clothes? Uh, well, um, it's usually if I'm relaxing with the family, that's when I'll be in regular clothes or if I'm going out in public, I'll wear, you know, my collar. So that's generally my point of fact. Is uh, there any like rules that you have to have your uniform on for some things? And- generally, no, there's actually no like hard and fast rule, but you should be identifiable as a priest in my opinion. Okay. So. I think right now we're going to have to close in prayer. You're off the hot seat. Yeah. Okay, great. So who wants to close in the name Trisha? of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Jesus, in this moment, we just thank you for our own parish priests. We pray, Lord, that you will protect them, that you will give them the grace to be a joyful, faithful priest. Amen. In the amen. name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks again for listening to the live. For more, remember, you can catch us Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or online on demand at com. Until next time, God bless. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com.